All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I don't think we have anybody but myself and Marshall in here right now, but we're going to wing it. So welcome to the Idle Chatter Podcast, episode one with guest host Marshall Dahoney. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it's Marshall so, Dhoney. Marshall Dhoney. I get, that more, I get that more than you think. I'm going to get a it's, fact checked on this video now. I get it. It's it's like a different last name. Some people, I get calls from all over the place at work. How's uh, telemarketers? Oh, man. Mine's real interesting. I usually get stuff like idle, and then people can't spell it. I'm like, it's three letters. So it's not so bad with telemarketers. Um, you know, they don't really care what your name is anymore, so sometimes they don't even say it. But uh, will just say your first name. I went and I got pizza uh, north of Chicago. It was a while ago. Um, oh gosh, was it Lou's Lou Malnati's? But uh, the guy took my order, and I, you know, I just said, "Yeah, Marshall Doan, we'll, we'll pick it up." And he he came out with it, and uh, what did he say? It was Mars a Hall, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I don't ever get that on my first name." It's just I had to stop and laugh because it's always Doney, Dwayne, Dome. But yeah. All right, so I guess we'll we'll go over a little bit here. We'll start with uh, you just recently got elected as alderman in Rock Falls, is that correct? Oh, politics already, man. Well, right. we're not. We're just gonna go in a little bit. Low hanging fruit. The first, the first thing that you've gotten involved in with politics. So it's true. I was appointed as Ward Four Alderman in Rock Falls. The only difference between getting elected and getting appointed is the mayor at the time will choose someone who fits the same bill as an alderman to be appointed when no one else is volunteering for the position. So, so it's like a consolation prize. It is. It's like, ah, it's I a guess participa- we'll, participation <laughs> trophy is basically what they're it like, is. Man, right? he's the only one that filled out the application. Like of anybody else there's out there. It's, it's this guy, <laughs> but no, nah, he appointed me, um, earlier this year. Um, it was actually, uh, mayor Westcott at the time appointed me um gosh and then all the all the real elections came in it wasn't so different from a real election though um there were two spots open in rock falls for um alderman uh violets her term was up she's the alder woman they kind of go in pairs there's two per ward in rock falls uh so her term was up so technically she had to run um run again you know for the actual election, not just to be appointed. And, right. um, so she, she ran and, um, I guess just how it was set up was I ran too for that same position. And if I would have had the popular vote, if I would have had, you know, I think it was like, maybe I don't want to quote numbers cause I'm wrong all the time with numbers, but it wasn't that many. It was like 60 more votes or something, I think. Right. Cause most people don't get involved in a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, that most yeah. people that vote, they start with, everybody votes for president and midterms people it's maybe half the size that you're going to get for a presidential but when you get local yeah. people don't realize that you know getting an extra five or ten votes can make a big difference when you're looking at getting into local politics yeah uh the mayor the current mayor of rock falls won by two votes he uh he got in there on literally two votes um yeah so i i ran uh, against violet at first and then she got the popular she got the popular votes she got the full term she got the full four years to serve right um 
and then I, I mean, since there was still a position open, I was appointed to fill the two-year position that was open. So I'm in. I'm in city council. I'm. Uh, so what do you got to do? I'm sure it's not something that you're making, you know, six figures doing anything like that. It's absolutely not. More yeah. of a volunteer kind of job. But what yeah. is? What do you? What do you do as an alderman there in Rock Falls? So, I mean, there's always a lot of um, discussion on like what an alderman does. Uh, so we sit on city council when different uh, ordinances come through, uh, which are basically just, you know, city rules that eventually become the law. Uh, you know, when they come through, we got a problem we got to deal with with X. You know, um, something is happening more than it should be. It's really annoying. Uh, we can make an ordinance saying we're not going to allow that anymore. It's got to go through a voting process. So, I mean, all the uh, topics for how we're going to change the city ultimately comes down to city council to vote on to make a decision of how we're going to change whatever it may be. But that's essentially all they need to get something passed or do they have to have like a, you know, town meeting kind of thing where you get opinions from everybody else or you guys usually just roll with it without that. You don't have to have, you know, participation from the local community in order to pass anything. Yeah. So there's always a chance for the local community to get the voice out. There's all, all the meetings are always open. There's always a chance for everybody to check the date to see when they can come in and, uh, you know, put their two cents in if they want or just sit back and see how everything's running. Uh, you know, give the argument for the topic or against it. Um, you know, and that it happens a lot more than you think it does. A lot of people obviously have a lot of opinions on Facebook, but, you know, when it comes down to, to showing up in person, it's a little different, but same but you get a better discussion, just like me and you talking here is gonna be better than a discussion commenting on Facebook or Instagram or any type of social media. Yeah, and um, you know, a lot of people think that uh, you know when you when you have to go to a city council meeting, you know, a lot of people get this like preconceived notion that they have to go stick it to the man. So like they're being oppressed on, and they have to show up to the city council meeting to tell us, you know, this is how it is for me. And, and that's wrong. And we got to change this stuff. Well, I mean, we definitely need to hear that stuff too, though. Cause if somebody has got an idea and it's like, you know, they can make things better. Yeah. You want to go with it. But if it's just something that's affecting one person, it's not going to be on the top priority as something that's affecting half the community. Absolutely. Um, what was the real hot topic last year? I think was, uh, the burn ordinance can't burn in rock falls unless it's recreational. I know that's been, a, so that's yeah. been a big issue over the last couple of years you and know, uh, people on both sides of the yeah. fence with that. And yeah. just, it's, it's probably a 50, 50 split, you know, and it, it was tough. I mean, I wasn't involved at the time. I didn't get to see the project from start to finish, but from what I hear, I mean, that was the last time the whole town got in on a, a, a town meeting like that, you know, to voice their complaints or frustrations, um, you know, either side, uh, ultimately it ended with, you know, the ordinance that you, you can't burn, you know, couches and rock falls anymore. It's, it's just gotta be a small controlled little fire. And, and I get that, you know, I see it from both sides too. You know, I got asthma. Sounds, no. sounds bad, but like, ah, people are burning like couches and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. oh man, there's a haze over town all night. You know, it's, it's well, around here. We don't deal with it very much, but, but uh, it's a country town. So yeah. you know how people are going to get rid of some of the stuff. Yeah. Know. And that, and that's exactly it. But you know, you get into like the West coast or areas where there's more massive droughts, you know, they can't do anything. They're lucky to, oh, you gosh. know, they yeah. can't even water their grass, but my dad lives up there in BC, and you know this year. BC, was, that's British Columbia for anyone confused. This yeah, man that, is that's partially Canada. Canadian. Partially Canadian. I'm <laughs> fully Canadian. 
But uh, yeah, so up there, um, like I said, this year wasn't quite as bad, but the last few years was pretty bad, and they, you know, they really couldn't water their grass. They're a lot more limited on what they can do. Smokey the Bear, man, that's yeah. real. Forest fires have just been like hitting that area really hard. But uh, somebody messed up charged. part. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say what company it is, but you know, <laughs> they're they're contracted and they can still pull from the springs for their bottled water. Oh man, that's almost like I know what you're talking about, but. I feel like we probably shouldn't name any big company names here. But yeah, so I mean that that's parts like that that are completely messed up, but that kind of goes a little bit off topic. But as far as like ordinances and things like that goes, I mean, I know when I lived over in Sterling, I mean, I think I was parked on my grass for, you know, a little bit and I got a ticket for that, so I had to go and pay that, which <laughs> I thought was completely ridiculous. It's your own property. I don't know what the big deal is. Sterling's on it, man. Yeah. But that was that was probably ten years ago now, something like that. So it was oh a gosh. while ago. But yeah, and I mean, like that's just like mediocre little stuff. Like yeah, whatever. I mean, there's definitely some bigger, bigger issues and bigger fish to fry. Um, <clears throat> gambling bars. Uh, yeah, I've seen some of your topics on that. Yeah, I think everybody knows how the opinion is on those. Uh, everybody that has one wants more. Everybody that doesn't have one and sees them pop up in every vacant building doesn't want any more. Uh, you know, there's so much, there's so much money involved in that. Um, oh, trust me, I, I've seen it all. I mean, I mean you you're, can, you're a little can younger. You're, you're you're a little long, younger than me, but when I was started drinking and going out to the bars, that wasn't a thing. When I was going out, um, I think they you could still smoke in the bar. That was right around the time that they first banned smoking in indoors, and it was several years after that when they added. Uh, the gaming licenses to bars but i know there for a while i don't know how it is now but you had to have like a majority of your sales had to come from nick liquor sales you know you can't be yeah. selling three beers a month and doing ten thousand dollars in gaming i i want to say that's the class b liquor licenses and rock falls and i don't think there was an option when it first when the gaming licenses first came out i don't know if that was an option because yeah. a lot of those other pop-up bars didn't start coming out for several years and obviously the last couple years have been a lot worse you know you look in areas like uh oregon there you got quite a few of them that'll pop up you might have freaking nine bars for a city with a population of like three thousand people yeah and i can go on and on about them i mean you go down to uh you know kind of down to like the bloomington area you'll see uh slot machines and gas stations um you know it's just wherever they wherever the town decided you know this is how we're gonna set up our little slot parlors and everything this is how we're gonna incorporate those in our town that's how they did it um, the company with the state combined, you know, just left it up to the municipalities, the cities or the villages to decide how they're going to regulate their own gambling machines. And, uh, Rock Falls, um, unfortunately has a lot of them now. I think it got a little bit, uh, got a little bit involved with the runaway profits of it, you know? Uh, there's, there's guys out there that I've talked to, you know, they say, ah, well, so-and-so has two of them and. You know, I had one of them, and this building came available, and I, I bought another one just to have two, like everybody else. And I get it; it's free enterprise. Yeah, let people make money however they want to make money. You know but and if they're if they're using pre-existing buildings, I don't see as much of a problem. It's when we start, you know, leaving all these big empty buildings. You know, we can look. We you can drive down Sterling and see the same thing. I know when I first moved here in '98, you go into that mall. I don't think there was an empty spot there. Oh, man. You go in there, there was a like an awesome uh, Mexican restaurant right there off to the side, and right next to it was a arcade. I yeah. remember going there all the time. Yep. 
you know, I heard it got a little uh, questionable there towards the end before they closed down. Um, you know, those started closing down and all the shops, you know, you lost places like JCPenney on the other side. You go in there now, there's yeah. what, four or five shops open right now. It's oh, man. I mean, Bergner's left and that's what um, a lot of retail uh, spaces, they, they refer to a Bergner's in their mall as like a staple store. Um, you know, this isn't like a, a, a mall aspect of it, but this is like a another, like a corporation aspect is like, if you've got a Bergner's in your mall, then other companies look at that and they're like, hey, they got a Bergner's, they got people coming in here. Right, you got a high traffic so, area, yeah. And yeah, it, and the same thing works with, with other corp- corporations too. Uh, you'd be surprised like um, Applebee's. Anytime you see a Walmart, look within like a square mile and you'll probably find an Applebee's around. See, and that's one thing when that one closed down in Sterling, it kind of threw me off. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I know the pandemic probably played a little bit of a role in that. I think it sure did. But, you know, because I remember the... Uh, let me think here. What was over there? Ryan's. That was right Ryan's. next door when they closed down. From years prior. Um, I mean, I had heard that that building stayed closed for so long because Applebee's had something with the city that whatever built it, whatever you know, moved into that building was not allowed to hold a liquor license. Absolutely. And I think that held that building closed. And I get Applebee's stance on that because you don't want to lose business. But at the same time, too, that's yeah. just more empty buildings. Now, you look at Menard's. At least they're utilizing that old building now, you know, so it's not just empty space. It's but, a distribution center in there, I hear. You know, it, it's something. It's at least getting utilized for something, and it's not just another empty building that's taking yeah. up space. You know, you go down. I remember shopping in Kmart. That's gone now. I remember the little Gosh. diner that they had inside there. Used to go in there on the what? weekends. Oh, yeah, no. man. That food was actually pretty good. Must be too long ago. Shoot, Walmart even had the diner there at the back. Ugh. That was a long, long time ago. When I first moved here... Um, it was right after the Supercenter opened up there in Sterling at the new location. Do you know where the original Walmart, which was just like Rock Falls, it was before it was a Supercenter? So I think that was before uh, before Big Lots ever yep. got that building. Yeah, that was uh, that was where Walmart was, right? Where were, uh, the Coles and uh, and it's Coles now. Yeah, yep. it's hard to it's, it's hard right to over there now. Think back that far. I mean, <clears throat> I was just a wee lass back then, but I mean, I was probably like eight ish. Remembering that Big Lots being empty. Gosh, but now that just seems like it was just so much of a tip of the iceberg kind of thing because we are, you know, it, rural America's dying, man. I can't put it any other way. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of empty buildings around a lot of towns right now, and uh, that's the core concept is revitalize or die, right? There's your options. Well, I think a lot of it obviously came down to a lot more people buying online, and obviously the last year and a half there's been a lot more of that. Yeah, that's absolutely. the reason that, like, Amazon profits have skyrocketed over the last year and a half absolutely you know what they got you know i remember amazon that's where you got books that's 100 where you got books (laughs) so long ago it's so great because uh jeff bezos is now in the news um you know every other time any there's a there's a almost like a, a wealth war going on between him and elon you know if amazon the company does really good one year then he will you know jeff bezos will be the most richest person in the world but then you know you get a uh, companies like um who was the rent a car company that just pledged to uh, purchase like was it 10 or a hundred thousand tesla vehicles for the rent a car company i don't know what do you got boom elon just skyrocketed up and ran he's the richest person in the world again yeah, you know he's well, the first person to have over 300 what is it 300 uh billion dollars be worth that much yeah uh, well you, you look at those billion. two you know are, they're obviously the most well-known richest people and you know i feel like you've got 
three siblings there. You know, you got Bezos, Musk, siblings. and then you've got you got uh, Zuckerberg right there. I feel like he's the middle <laughs> child that kind of gets left out of everything. Oh, now, man. I mean, you think with as much of the social media market that he has that he would have, I don't know, a bigger stake in it. And but when you see that, you know, he, everybody knows who he is. You know, it's just like 15 years ago, everybody knew who. You know your friend Tom was on MySpace. Oh, Tom! I, I mean, I logged in there. Never talked to that guy. A couple months ago. A couple months ago. I mean, that guy got out right in time, man. He cashed out, and it's man. MySpace is still one hundred percent a thing. You know what? I, I was feeling nostalgic. I put the rose-colored glasses on one day, and I did a deep dive on all these old guys. Like, where did they go? Where have they been? You know? And I think they said Tom from MySpace does like photography, and um, he does like. Uh, the equivalent of his own, uh, you know, Instagram model vacations to these, these old, uh, you know, big tourist traps and stuff and takes a lot of pictures of it. I think he sold MySpace back in the heat of that for like $530 million. Yeah. And something ridiculous. And that for that, that nowadays, that doesn't sound like as much, but that is 100%. Who here remembers who their top 10 friends were on MySpace? But you, you got to it, choose that. I think it, was it, <laughs> did it always start top, top 10 or was it top six first? Oh, top I can't six, quite remember. remember. I know Could you, you control that even? It's been so long. My gosh. If you were the seventh friend, man, you knew it. Check oh, yeah, out that person's sure. profile. Where oh, My face isn't there anymore. Kyle? It's <laughs> pulling a fast one on me, everybody. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was something for sure. Oh, but, high uh, school age, social media back in the day. <laughs> oh gosh, that was middle school even. Because yep. what 2008 was like when Facebook started taking off. We still have that picture of uh, Zuckerberg up here for everybody to see. How ugh. <laughs> I can't look at it for too long. It's just so it's it's uncanny valley. It, yeah, looks, it looks human, but that, it, ah, don't that, do that. Yeah. <laughs> It's Halloween for sure. Ugh, I gotta quit yeah. looking at it. Yeah, that one was pretty pretty good. But you know, since you brought up that picture, we gotta talk about. I know about a week ago, Facebook made the announcement that they're changing their name. So everybody's like, "Oh, Facebook's changing their name." I'm like, "God, would they really do that? How would they do that? Would they set up a new URL and then keep the domain Facebook? So if everybody types in Facebook, I think it's know, one it bigger than that. I think it's uh, just gonna be the parent company, kind of like what. Alphabet no, that's what it is. Google. But when you when they first started rolling it out, you know. It that's what it made it sound like. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. Should, should, uh, should we uh, flag that for misinformation? Uh, <laughs> but uh, for real though, I mean, now you're Video talking remotes. about they, <laughs> they roll stops. out they roll out this name uh, Meta because I mean, obviously they're running what Instagram, they got WhatsApp, and you know there's going to be other ones that are going to come along because all these huge tech companies are starting to act, you know make these acquisitions. You're getting to gaming, you got Microsoft you know, acquiring, you know, Blizzard. So suddenly they have all these titles because, you know, you got PlayStation, you got Xbox, you've got PlayStation's got all excuse exclusives. Well now Xbox is starting to roll out. Now it's gonna start showing up here in a couple of years when those games start coming out and they're not coming to PlayStation. But this is what it comes down to. I kinda got a little off topic, but when you get into meta now they're using the term metaverse and i had to look this up, you know, because I'm thinking, metaverse. okay, what is this what is this like the Marvel cinematic universe we're in now? You know, okay, so I had to look this up, and Wikipedia says the metaverse is an iteration of the internet part of shared virtual reality, often as a form of social media. And the way I take that is like, <laughs> essentially, what does that mean? They want to have a market on social media, and I believe they do. Their real competitor, their only competitor, is Twitter. 
realistically, as far as social media goes, Twitter is their only competition when it comes to any type of social media presence. And I believe that's because Twitter just has a lot more range on the amount of people that are on Twitter. And now you want to go old school. Oh, I remember Twitter. They still have ISIS but, members on Twitter. They wouldn't surprise me. I mean, freely amount, tweeting. Amount, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but I remember when Twitter was first becoming a thing. This was before smartphones. I still had like an LG 6100 like flip phone with like a 0.5 megapixel camera on the oh, damn man. thing. How technology has come along. Yeah. So when you used to tweet, it was still limited to what was it, 140 characters. You would actually text it to a number to post your tweet. What? Oh, and you could also get when you when you follow people because obviously you have to set that up on a computer because smartphones were not a thing yet, and you could have it whenever somebody tweeted something, you would get a basically a text message from Twitter with you know the username and then whatever whatever they post, and you could reply to that. So. These arguments that people have on social media now, I couldn't imagine how that would end up being. And now, mind you, this was still when you paid per text. You, get, <laughs> you, you uh, would, geez. you. The, I don't think unlimited was quite a thing because I think unlimited back then was like something crazy, like forty or fifty dollars yeah, a month those, for text. You still get those grandfathered in messages, like texting fees and char- hidden charges may apply to this text message from some companies. And I think there's you, still hey. some companies, some prepaid <laughs> companies that do that. You know what it would be like jitterbug or something like oh, that God. for your for your grandparents to Grandma. use their phone. But <laughs> yeah, so um, just getting on that. I mean, I get what they're going at. They're trying to find this like umbrella to <clears throat> rebrand themselves. You know, obviously, because there's been a lot of issues on. The social media platform, we don't have to get into that because that could be a completely different topic. That could go on for hours. But I feel like they want to try and get some type of monopoly on it. But while Twitter's there, I don't think they're going to get it because they've been a lot more restricted on what people can say, period. And I think that everything... Except for ISIS members. (laughs) Yeah. But it should, be, it should be. It should be. Somebody know, somewhere needs to be like discussion. writing down all those, all those, tracing them all, triangulating all those locations. And it's, it just go ahead, let them tweet. We'll hard. sell all that data to the army. We'll I, just I mean, obliterate these guys them are off doing the this of stuff Earth. on like an iPhone two, probably sitting out there. No, I, I bet it's even. I bet it's better than that. <laughs> oh, we probably left a bunch of iPhone thirteens out over in Afghanistan. Yeah, left, so definitely. Because it's more expensive to ship them back than it is to just <laughs> sit there and blow them up. Yeah, you, know? you guys just go ahead and hang on to those shipping for a while. Shipping for a pallet there. That's two thousand dollars to send it back overseas might as well just blow it up for 500 <laughs> yeah shipping's uh, another thing you know you get to the usps and now they're basically up in the charges and stuff's getting delayed and i know some people are irritated yeah. about that but it's like Gosh, i mean topic. i kind of get it because you know staffing shortages go across the board you know that includes the post office i was telling you a little bit about how you know both north and south gets mixed up they got so many you know temporary workers or people that are filling in for other carriers that is stuff like that's going to happen and i can't imagine the amount of ordering that's going to get done online this year um because i'm sure amazon's going to be making their normal push you know for you know the their cyber monday and yeah. all that stuff coming up here over the next two months getting uh, ready for shipping tomorrow what christmas starts like <laughs> november 1st doesn't it for all the for all the companies like as soon as halloween's over bam holidays well, I guess it depends on what you what you look at. You get. I can't even that, say that they got Christmas stuff in the garden center at Walmart right now. 
Can't even say it's November. It, 1st. It's already putting a stranglehold. I mean, you you didn't you didn't catch my Marty. We all Marty, forgot. my moose. I haven't updated the days yet. I'm a li- I'm about a week behind. You on are that. so Canadian, Marty the moose. Tell me about Marty the moose. Is there some story behind this? Is he a, is he a moosey Santa Claus up in Canada? No, I. Or do had... you guys like is Paul Bunyan the guy that delivers your presents? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we try and uh, stick to dog sled through the Eskimo services. That's usually the fastest way when you get up north. It's the quickest way to get the diphtheria vaccine out, isn't it? <laughs> that's a Balto reference for anybody as old as we are. Oh, the first good dog movie. Yeah, I remember that one. Now that you say it, yeah. Well, somebody, we're on Homeward Bound. Somebody shared something from that the other day. I think it was AJ. That's, oh, a, that's man. another old movie right there. Gosh. Nostalgia. Here we are, all of in, encroaching on my 30s. What, you're 30? 34. 34. Gosh. I think something like that. It's getting to, after 30, man. It just goes downhill. You kind of don't think about it anymore. It's like you got you know, you birthdays that you're excited for. You're excited when you turn 16. You're excited because you turn 20 or 18 because you can finally legally do things. Yeah. And then 21, it's like, hey, I can drink now. And then 25, oh, that's cool. And then 30, it's like, ooh, big rock. No, 25 is a little bit cooler than that because they lower your insurance on your cars. Okay, yeah. I guess it depends. (laughs) But after that, that, yeah, it's just a... But yeah, you you know, I mean, my last big hurrah was 30 and that was the first time I puked from drinking. Ugh. (laughs) That was a rough night, let me tell you. And I was like, I was doing so good all the way back to the house. And I puked off the side of the porch. I'm like, God nice. damn it. Nice. And that was the last time I drank that much. And I'm pretty sure in the last four <laughs> years, I haven't even drank a fraction of what I drank that night. Sorry, neighbors. Yeah. Sorry, neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No joke. But oh, man. yeah. So like, I know you brought up the whole Balto movie. It kind of made me think I was thinking about the other day. Um, what movie as a child did you watch that you probably shouldn't have watched that scarred you as a child like something that scared the crap out of you didn't have to necessarily be a horror movie it could be like a thriller or something more real it could be a documentary what's something that when you were a child that scared the crap out of you so this is a tough one because i haven't ever um you know i mean like nostalgia it's like the topic of the day it's it's halloween that should be the topic of the day but a movie that scarred me um, you know, I can't say any Stephen King movies really like spooked me when I was a kid. Cause they were always just a little bit too far out there, you know, but there was this one show I watched back in the day and I can't remember what the name of it was, but, uh, it had some matrix vibes to it. And I, I think it might've been an offshoot of, um, some of the, some of the matrix movies, but, um, I know they had like this weird animated type deal that they did along with the Matrix. Because I remember there was like a whole series that went along with it. It, it was, was a couple like episodes. Anime type deal. I kind of think it, it was animated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was it wasn't the right like um, it wasn't the the you know Japanese original anime style. It was almost Americanized, so it was just kind of different. But uh, I remember I watched that on like my first TV at late night TV. All of maybe like I don't know eight years old, but. Um, it was all about the uh, the robot takeover of the world, you know? So, like, it was that portion of the Matrix. Like, because, you know, in the Matrix movies, you're like, yeah, that all happened. That was all in the past. You know, here we're fighting back against them. But this was more like how it came to be. Yeah. And there was some freaky stuff in there, man. The, the movies in general were, <laughs> you know, they had some of those parts, you know, they got kind of dark, you know? Yeah. Like the machines ripping machines, humans apart. Yeah, learning, like uh, learning how humans work in return. Yeah, it was weird. 
I mean, I'm I'm sure that you know the whole thing that Musk has got going on with humanoid robots. Well, we'll where we'll be able to outrun them and everything. Yeah, like that. that'll. I'm, <laughs> when has you know AI robots ever had any type of issue in the movies? I'll oh, be honest with life, you. I don't think that's going to happen. I'll be honest with you. I can't run farther than like a half a mile to chase my dog down in the park. I am not outrunning a, a robot. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have those hoverboards where they can go over 20 miles an hour here soon, and we get to go. We're overdue for a uh, Boston uh, Boston Dynamics video of what they've been doing lately. We're about to see some crazy stuff. It seems like every other year they put out a video like, "Hey, here's these robots we made." Shows like Is that a, the one with the like dog. It's like a deer like thing. Yeah, yeah, a guy comes up and full on kicks it over, and it's just like, oh, and then like maintains its balance. Right. Like, imagine seeing one of those trucking through the forest or something, man, because. Yeah, they've got all these test videos they're so much better than we are <laughs> yeah just imagine the outtakes they had where the robot like backlashed <laughs> and kicked the crap out of the guy that pushed him over kind of thing but yeah. that's where we're going i mean that's that's exactly where we're going who's gonna who's gonna code the deer robot that's that's uh what is it i think it had uh horse overtones you know as a a uh, beast of burden to carry all the stuff through the rugged terrain you know who's gonna code in the uh the mule kicks into the into the mule robots as they're walking you know when somebody gets too close they're gonna get the gonna get the kick to the head you know you but then the robots they're just gonna be like dang man it's the self-awareness that's gonna kick in one day <laughs> i don't know obviously you know uh, i mean you look 30 40 years ago they thought we were gonna have flying cars and everything like that and that oh, obviously man. didn't happen but yeah but we have facebook and the internet now look it's so much better than a flying car <laughs> to each his own i guess but oh man do you remember a movie with Pierce Brosnan, Dante's Peak? That's an old one. That's 90s. I am a huge movie buff, believe it or not. I've seen a lot of them. This is one that you want to look up. This is the one that scarred me as a child. Pierce Brosnan seen. has always been... He is an amazing actor. He's always been James Bond to me. Yeah. When I yep. was born, I think, was uh, GoldenEye came out you that know, year. I got to give it... Daniel Craig, I think, has done a pretty good job, especially in that first... Uh, movie that he put out where it kind of had more of the origins of James Bond. Uh, it's got that one scene where he's like on a chair with the bottom cut out and they just full on swing that thing underneath the chair. And oh, get kind yeah. of an idea. oh God. Oh, the torture scenes. Yeah. Ugh. That one was like, that was like after the movie you thought it was over and then it goes to that scene and it's like, <laughs> like you can just uh, every time they swing it you can just feel it thanks for that image yeah, yeah. what it's like being a man just watch that portion of the movie yeah pretty much but no dante's peak it's like uh what is it it's supposed to like post mount saint helen or something like that's another volcano mm. that that's gonna erupt the super volcano basically yeah man that that thing terrified me as a child and here i am in canada you know the closest volcano probably 1500 miles away and i'm worried about there being lava spilling out of my house kind Child, of thing. childhood anxieties you know when you're a kid you know hollywood movies yeah you you think volcanoes <laughs> you think all this you know you know lava spewing out over the top of it and it's not even like that it's like Gosh, it's studies. like a slow death coming towards you at like it's unavoidable three miles an hour kind of thing you know it's it's not like a flash flood where suddenly it's raining the next the next minute you got six feet of water and you're in your kitchen kind of thing. Yeah, you know? and then the creative minds behind it, they go one farther, and they're like, oh, you know, all the ash coming down from the after the eruption, you know, that's going to it's gonna land on top of your house, and then the moisture in the air is going to turn that ash to concrete, and then mm. it's going to weigh too much on the top of your house, and your house is going to fall in on top of you. Like, there's so many reasons to be scared. Buy this movie and watch it. 
you got to amplify the fear, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, man, I think we've been talking pretty much all over the place, and I know this is kind of like a Halloween special. We really haven't done much, but... Yeah, let's I, I start remember, talking about I'm, some Halloween stuff, I remember man. I'm a plethora of Halloween information. What do you want to know? I did a deep dive on Rob Zombie the other day, and I, I want everybody to hear it here first, folks. I am positive Rob Zombie is no taller than five foot four. <laughs> the forced perspective used on him in concerts makes you think he is an average height man. He can't be. Can't be. His That's wife funny. is like five ten, and like any other like candid photo taken of them, he stands a full half a foot shorter than her. But any official picture. Oh yeah, they're the same height. You know, there's a box underneath him somewhere. Every oh, I swear to God, he's a got to be a small man. But you're gonna go digging into that rabbit hole. You probably already have, haven't you? I did. I, conspiracies. I did. There's it's it's wiped from the internet. Nobody knows exactly how tall Rob Zombie is, and I think he edits his Wikipedia page to tell him he's all six feet tall. I promise. It's kind of like the um, <laughs> Mandela effect that people start getting into, and you go down that rabbit hole and it starts freaking you out, and it's like. What the hell is going on right now? I, uh, I I did read up a lot on Rob Zombie back in the day. Um, and, and gosh, he's got so many classic Hollywood movies anymore. Uh, just some of the best Halloween movies I've, I think I've ever seen as far as like set and uh, creativity goes. You know, um, oh, Devil's Rejects. Oh, my God. It's, those are classics now. Um, but back in the day, wow. Um, sheesh he's got all kinds of of you know movie sets that he's done for for music videos um he is the first person i think of when somebody is saying like oh who's that uh spooky guy uh hollywood boom rob zombie you're thinking of it white zombie started off doing music and stuff he's got haunted houses all over now big huge uh million dollar sets that, he, that these things are built from scratch with it's it's hard to convey to someone who might not go to haunted houses and see this stuff but um man uh the level of detail that rob zombie has is unparalleled he uh he brings it to the table and well, everything he does. He's definitely the best at what he does. I'm not like a huge fan. I mean, I don't get into the darker side of things usually. I mean, I do on occasion, but at the same time, too, I just, I don't know. Like, I'll sit and watch, like, horrors and thrillers and stuff like that. But it's like, some people just love the whole getting the crap scared out of them kind yeah. of thing and i'm like yeah that just doesn't do it for me or you get into the movies Aww. that are like you just like to be scared unsensely torturing people kind of thing and i'm like this is messed up now don't get yeah, me wrong so i will sit up. and watch the hell out of it or you know those stupid shows that go over like these mass murderers and i just get into it i'm like this is so screwed up but true i cannot crime. stop watching it's the damn thing crime. i'm like yeah that's the worst part is like some yeah. of the most realist things it's like, true. <laughs> people are interested in watching it. It's like, um, I can't think of the movie, but uh, it, was, it was another horror got... that was like that, that had, um, what was it? This, this guy would bring people in and basically have, have them live stream, and the more people that logged on, the faster they died. Oh, geez. Was it a movie? I think. Yeah, I, it was a movie. I, yeah. I can't think of what it was called. I've, I've seen. It was sometime probably within the last seven, eight years, something like yeah. that. Oh, but just... that one was so messed up because it's like, 
you know if that actually happened, people would be logging on like crazy watching it. Oh, man. But you know what? Because like, people are messed up because people will sit there and watch that stuff, even yeah. if it's making somebody die. Humans, uh, yeah. We enjoy, we enjoy pain and suffering. We do. We really are. We are sadistic creatures. And even people that say, no, I like comedy. No, but you like comedy because you will laugh your ass off if your buddy goes and you know falls off a 10-foot ladder. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Especially. You're going to make sure he's okay, but you're going to laugh your ass off yeah. at the end of that. No, yeah. And then, oh my gosh. Because like, it's funny. When most joke punchlines end up with somebody getting hurt. Yep, absolutely. Um, I And I got so many things just running through my head right now. Gosh, there was a, there was a, a performance artist one time that, uh, I think she was a Russian performance artist. And this is a true story. Um, she went to uh, like the Met Gala of uh, performance art events. And uh, she had like a couple different things like in front of her. I think one was like a pair of scissors, another one was like a gun, and then another one was just like you know just a couple couple random household items laid around. And uh, she said, "I'm going to stand here for a full 24 hours, and you people here at the show in attendance, you, the audience members, can do whatever you want to me in 24 hours, and I will not stop you. I am giving you consent to do whatever you want." And it started off like, you know, some people were just like tickling her nose, you know, and then like, oh, ha, 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 you like here she scratched her nose. And then other people were coming up and like, you know, what they, uh, at, at some point, um, I think it was at the end of the 24 hours, um, someone took the scissors and cut all our clothes off. Somebody actually cut into her skin. And uh, the show ended with someone who just walked in off the street, picked up the gun and held it to her head for like 10 solid seconds. And I don't think anybody knew if the gun was loaded or not, but that poor artist, like, man, she stuck it through and she was like, she was probably bawling. She had the tears in her eyes when somebody took a photo at the end of it, but that's how it ended. Some guy came up, held the gun to her head. A solid couple seconds went by before somebody else came up and was like, well, like, wait a second. I think we're done here. Took the gun away from the guy and then ended. And, uh, yeah, I mean that plus everything you can, you go to college and you learn a lot more about, um, you know, like history and stuff. Uh, I was just talking with my buddy a while ago. Um, and I don't want to get into like too much of the darker stuff, trying to stay jovial with the Halloween event here today and not too dark, but the more you hear about, you know, past, um, you know, humans being humans, you're like, ah, yeah, we're just a bunch of evil creatures, but here we are on Halloween celebrating it. <laughs> well, that's why we got to erase things from history so they didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Just, gosh. We're, that's not what Halloween's about. <laughs> what are you talking about, Chris? <laughs> Halloween's about dressing up, dressing your kids up in spooky little outfits, and you, you're going around. That's that's what the American Halloween is about now, right? You're not trying to scare off spooky spirits with carved pumpkins and carved turnips anymore. Yeah, I don't think people really know anything about that stuff. But you talk about costumes, and I mentioned to you, mentioned this to you before, but uh, I'll go over my first experience that I remember as a kid, and my most vivid costume that I remember, I don't remember all of them, but I want to say I was like maybe seven. My mom used to sew all the time, so she made this crazy... Oh, you had the cool costumes. No. No? <laughs> I was a clown, not like a crazy, uh. creepy clown, but like the clown that 
you kind of see as a stuffed animal in a baby's room, you know, I like this teal, like baby blue with polka dots, see, that's the giant tie. And she even made a wig out of yarn. I don't have like the clown phobia. Um, I, but just like the regular clowns. Now, if I see like a terrifying Pennywise clown, that's got like the bloody sharp teeth and, you know, the dental distortions teeth that make your teeth look like they're just something unhuman. And like, you know, the, the long fingers and stuff. If I see all those Hollywood effects stuff, I'm like, that is awesome. But if I just see like a regular, like little kid like dressed bozo up, like, yeah, clown. if I just see a Bozo the Clown, then it's just like, that's got more attention for me than like what these scary clowns are anymore. Cause everybody wants to be the scary clown to scare the people with clownophobia. Well, but, and, th- and that's the thing, you know, people get so desensitized to it that it doesn't affect them anymore. And that's the thing that's messed up, you know? <laughs> And so it's like people don't get scared. You know, you scared somebody with the same way a hundred times. The hundred and first time is not, it, it's not even going to phase them. Yeah. You're telling me I have uh, 11, 11 years in the haunted house industry under my belt. Um, they were some of the best of times. Um, I, uh, I, I did that. I scared people that would walk through a haunted house um, more or less the same way for, Every Friday and Saturday night, all through October, <laughs> maybe the last weekend of September, first weekend of November on some fringe events. But that was, um, that was my job was to dress up in a super scary outfit. And, um, I think, uh, my first year doing that, I was a scary butcher, but I wasn't just, you know, the, the guy, you know, the bald bearded guy with an apron on a bloody apron, you know, like, nah, we went farther than that. I was the guy with the, the, you know, $500 mask of a, pig's head that was molded from a real pig's head and like that was that was probably one of my my finer halloween moments there was just like a little marshall all of maybe 16 or 17 years old realizing that um the halloween universe exists not just in like a you know dress up and go out and get candy kind of way but like in a professional like your job is to scare the daylights out of people kind yeah. of way. And that circles back to the, the Rob zombie topic. Um, he's got a couple haunted houses out there that are just, you know, he's got like a Chicago one. I'm sure there's like one in LA, probably Florida. I don't know, but top tier haunted houses. Um, and yeah, you know, you, you get a huge line of people every year. You know, there's a lot of money to be made in that ticket price being 10 bucks for some smaller, I would say, more affordable haunted houses that aren't, you know, name brand Rob zombie haunted houses, but other ones right. out there, you know, you're in there for like an hour, you're in there for an hour and a half and you're getting the daylight scared out of you for a full hour. You bought that $35 ticket. Take the ride. <laughs> a lot of them are really impressive too. A lot of creativity goes along with those houses. Um, you know, and there's a lot of them super local to the area. Quad cities always has a, you know, a handful or, you know, a, a, a dozen I'm sure in different level variants, but, uh, you go into, uh, you know, Aurora. Now you go into the, the Chicagoland area. I think, um, I went to basement of the dead the first year that basement of the dead was, uh, a real haunted house. And, uh, the, just the level of detail in the first year coming into that, I was like, man, you know, these guys have to be established. They've got to be here longer than that. The owner came right up to us. Just like, nah, man, we've been here. This is like our first year trying something real. Yeah. Now they're like number one in the area and he owns two haunted houses that are top five in Illinois, Disturbia and Basement of the Dead. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, like there's there's plenty of other people that get involved in it. A lot of work goes into those things. You build a haunted house for four or five, sometimes six, seven, eight months before the real month, you know, of of haunting and revenue actually comes in. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of construction work that goes into those. A lot of those props. Uh, there's a huge event that pretty much for the last you know last 10 years or so it's it's always been dead center in the center of the united states so everybody has an equal chance to get you know travel the same distance to get to the big haunt show but it's called um trans world not what you're thinking <laughs> but it's a haunted house supply um giant buyers show and uh you know the first couple days they have the show there at the big st louis convention center um it's marketed towards the haunted house buyers and yeah. and people who own them because that's their chance to get in there and be like what's the brand new props for this year oh hey yeah we've got uh we've got effect props we've got you know uh we've got effects in general we've got bubble blowing machines that when you couple a bubble blower with a neon light laser then it makes these cool glowing radioactive bubbles but then we did one better and we put fog in the bubbles so now they just look cool they look like little bubbles of fog landing right. all over people and it's just like so much money but they know that you're going to get that money back from that haunted house yeah charging 15 20 a head yeah. so that little prop you might not think it's that expensive costs like six seven twelve thousand dollars <laughs> so it's not for everybody but the money is there and right. it's lucrative and Rob Zombie, I mean, he sees thousands of people go through his haunted houses each year, um, just to just to walk through them and, and maybe be scared. Maybe some of them are scared. Maybe some of them are a little bit different, and they all end up bumping into each other, go through all in a straight line, and nobody's really that scared because you're a giant mob of people running through it. But right. population, money. <laughs> yep. No, because people people pay for that kind of stuff, and yeah, it's no. always gonna it's always gonna be like that because that's that's a thrill, you know, that's an adrenaline rush when you get the crap scared out of you. And that's yeah, it really is. Do. And you know, like people start off and they're just like, ah, you know, I uh, there's a lot of anxiety that that starts in the in the you know first stages of somebody like going to a haunted house for the first time. They're like, I don't know, man. Well, what if they scare me too much? You know, like I don't want to pee my pants in public. You know, that doesn't really happen a lot unless you know you've legitimately got a phobia of something that they just happened to play on that year, like clownophobia or something. But yeah. what is what is a clownophobia? Is that actually the the phobia name? I that don't might know. Be a real, there might be, be a realistic we'll, name. We'll roll with that. that Carnival phobia. Good. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, um, but you know, like it's it's more fun when you get into it and you start seeing how creative the the characters are um you know seeing all the the you know really like it's fun stuff but then like right in the middle of you know smiling and laughing about it it's like bah you know it scared you <laughs> so i say there's is there's a lot of a lot of good reasons to go to some some haunted houses and stuff too uh, it's not just all pure terror but um there's a chance of that <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, over 11 years, uh, we've seen some really good rooms that we put together. Um, you know, I've, I've put a lot of detail and, and effort into a lot of my characters that I've played. Like I haven't just played the butcher. I played a spooky doctor one time, you know, you get, uh, <laughs> my friend Liz Davis. I'm going to plug her in this one. Cause this is, this is the most immemorable thing that I will take to the grave from these haunted houses is Liz Davis. Everybody local knows her as the local paraplegic girl. She's got dwarfism and she's paraplegic. So she's very tiny and it looks like she ain't got no legs. She keeps them tucked under her wheelchair. Well, we played on that one year. 
we made it look like she didn't have any legs in the haunted house. And I would carry her around on my back and swing her around at people. And everybody would be like, oh my God, like that is just another level of, of like, holy shnikes, that is real. And man, we have, I had so many people scream at the top of their lungs and she's so small that she could fit in the smallest little corners and stuff. And she would just be like, you know, hiding around the corner and just her making a movement and seeing somebody seeing that out of the corner of their eye and just being like, Oh my God, what was that? Because you know, their heart's already beaten enough. Yeah. And then they're just like, what was that? And then she gets to come do her scare and come crawling at them, you know? And next thing you know, there's this small thing crawling at you on the floor. And like, sometimes your first instinct is like, try to kick it away. And your other instinct is like, God, what the hell is that thing? You know? And man, that was just such an awesome time when she was out there. Liz, if you're watching this props to you, cause that, that is using some of your own God given <laughs> abilities um, in the best way possible. Cause that was, that is something that was just immemorable. It, it was the most memorable thing I've ever done out there. It's having Liz Davis swing around my back and everybody be just like, Oh God, what is that thing? No, it's a real person. It's yeah. literally talking to you. <laughs> that's, that's what gets people, you know, when it's something She's that's so great real, too. it's just even, even more, more terrifying than just some kind of like animatronic that comes popping out. Yeah. Oh, Cause yeah. it's limited on what it can do. Well, but the animatronics, person, man, it can, the animatronics are, Oh my gosh, you have, when you couple scale and I mean like size involved with some of these things, Shoot, we just went to a haunted house not too long ago where they had like a freaking, I mean, it was probably about as big as a small car, but it was an alligator head <laughs> and the the eyes would glow and the, the detail was there. You know, you could count every single one of those teeth, but there's a man, it's, it's, it's a, it's a giant alligator head in a cradle. It's suspended with chains in the back that you can't really see, but there's a guy that has basically the equivalent of a broomstick. And he'll shove it at you. And it's got about 10 feet of movement where all of a sudden you walk into a dark room and the next thing you see is that thing just popping right psh, in your face. lights yeah. and a giant alligator coming right for you. And you're like, Oh God, where's it going to stop? Am I standing too close? It, it literally makes you take a step back in like in, in actual fear of like, ah, oh, you know, what if I'm just standing too close? What if, what if there's something that could be just like minorly wrong? But meanwhile, there's a guy behind you going, <laughs> as he's like chomping them out. He's like, ha got him. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and I yeah. Imagine people have the biggest smile on their face doing that stuff. Cause yeah. it, you know, just watching people's reactions. Oh yeah. Loud noises, the, the car horns and everything. Somebody somewhere props to you. If, if you, ever stumble across this video and find out, but uh, somebody found a way to engineer a regular old hand drill with a car horn on it. (laughs) So anybody that's uh, got a carnival haunt out now, if you hear a car horn wandering around, that guy just has a regular old drill and uh, it spins a little part inside of a car horn that 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 makes the the noise. So you've got a car horn in your hand as long as that drill has a battery attached to it. But then it goes one farther. Some other creative guy goes, wait, there's enough power in this battery to put lights on it. <laughs> yeah, so much so much creativity involved in all this stuff. And uh, I, I love it. I mean, shoot, there's going to be some haunted houses open probably next week, first weekend in November. I'm probably going to be out there going through them. I just, I can't get enough of them. Everybody does something different, even when they're doing the same thing. Even if somebody just like copied, you know, what they've seen from a year or two prior into their own way it's still it's still you awesome put your own it's a good time on stuff and you know it could potentially make it better and yeah you always have different 
different outcomes. You know, you never know, and it just depends on who, who it is, too. You know, one you can of, do the same thing with different people and have different reactions. One of my characters one year was uh, the Tooth Fairy, but it uh, rooted in realism. I dressed up like a dentist. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, just to play on, uh, some crowd entertainment, you know, I was out working the line, they right. call it, you know, entertaining the people that are waiting to go into the haunted house. And, uh, yeah, I had my little dental tools, you know, and I had, uh, you know, they call them dental distortions is the, is the brand name, but they're, they're fake teeth, but in a similar fashion of a mouth guard, you know, you boil it for football and, 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 and hot water and then you bite it and right. it takes the shape of your teeth. They have, um a plastic mold that you do the same thing. You put these little beads in hot water, they all come together and then you mold them to your actual teeth and then you stick them in the fake teeth. So then you have spooky teeth that are fully functional and you can sit there and talk to people and they're like, Oh my gosh, like those do look so realistic. Like, are those as real teeth? And like, of course I was the tooth fairy. So they weren't perfect though. They were all gnarled and messed up and everything. Like I've been brushing them real good for a long time, but I had a little lab assistant. She was running around and I'd, grab her by her mouth and pull her over to people and everybody be like oh god like that looked like it hurt they'd be like oh probably hurt but like it was good right <laughs> you know and yeah the tooth fairy but no that's good that's spooky awesome. dentist you know you play on everything play on every little idea you can yeah there's yeah. always fears that people don't realize that they have and they end up coming out at the worst possible times you know best possible times like uh, what's the one <laughs> Trypophobia or whatever, the fear of too oh, many God. holes or whatever. Cl- I know the whole thing went when the I started that, yeah. having like three or four camera lenses. In people are like, oh, people that are looks weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm one of those guys. That's uh that's like a real like an instinctual fear, you know, because you see something with like weird, weird holes like a honeycomb shape, you think like bees, and then like in your brain, right, you know, and that's like probably subconsciously genetic memory like, or something. Right. Of like don't go towards that thing because like it's gonna hurt. Yeah. You don't know why, because you haven't experienced it yet, but it's like maybe like somehow your brain has already coded you to be like, that's a little bit unnatural. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're getting towards the end of the show, but I at least wanted to touch on, um, you like playing with wax. Wax. It sounds like oh, wax, gosh. right? Wax. You got some candles. You, uh, that is my side business. Yeah. Phoenix wicks candle company. And I know, I mean, I follow what you guys do. I've, I mean, I've used some candles. I know you had that one that was a uh, spotted cow bottle. That was pretty cool, you know. Yeah, we upcycle beer bottles, yep. wine, liquor, whichever. It's just the little hobby I got involved in. It's got really nothing to do with anything else in, in life. But, you know, I just started. Uh, I'm, I'm a big uh, beer guy, bourbon guy. Um, you know, the craft beer scene, they got, you know, some of the coolest artwork you'd ever see in a bottle. So I was like, man, you know, if I ever drank a really cool beer or bourbon or something that I would, you know, just put the shelf, you know, put the bottle up on a shelf or something like to look at maybe. And, and, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I drank that. It's kind of a cool bottle, you know? And, and then I started realizing like more people did that than you think, you know, especially if the bottle was expensive and right. I just sat for a while and I was like, man, how do we, like, how can I do this better? Like, cause at some point you start getting like two dozen bottles up on the shelf. It starts to look a little trashy, you know? Yeah. They're cool looking. That one's called Vikings blood. Like how cool is that? But, uh, you know, I was just like, man, what, I wonder if I can get some function out of these, especially the cooler bottles that are like screen printed. And I was like, man, there's this, there's this bottle cutter on the internet that I'm going to buy. And I'm going to try to cut some of these bottles. Well, long story short there, I cut through my entire shelf of saved bottles that I drank. So wasted all of them. But I learned how to use the tool. And now we do cool things with uh, different different cut bottles. We, we upcycle them into candles. Yep. Uh, my business partner, Caitlin, 
uh, Equist, she uh, was telling me one day, what are you going to do with all those things? And I was just like, man, I don't know. Like, I guess that, you know, you cut the tops off of them. You, you can like put stuff in them. Maybe, maybe they'll like, like put little plants in them or something. I don't know. I was just thinking of something stupid to maybe do with them. And she was like, you know, I was looking around and um, I was thinking they'd be cool candles. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That, that might be a pretty cool idea. And then like, we talked about it maybe one or two other times and then it came down to it. And it's like, you know, I'm not doing anything else with this, uh, See, so, so you want to try to make candles out of them? And she's like, yeah, no, I think uh, we could probably like sell some for people too. And I was like, hmm, I think you're onto something with this one. So then we talked about it for another half hour and we're like, damn, you know what? If this, if this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do. Let's get yeah. it started. Let's do it. Now we make, uh, you know, our own line of candles that are actual candles, not just solely upcycled anymore. We've got different jars, different sizes. Um, it's hundred percent soy wax. So it's not just like crap wax that it's burning either. It's, it's clean burning cotton wicks. Uh, even the fragrance oils are clean burning fragrance oils. Uh, so it's not going to put any junk in the air. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do, we do cans, bottles, jars, all kinds of stuff. And we even have, um, a white label option now. So if you, yeah, have, I think I've seen that you guys, uh, your Facebook page and anybody that's watching, you can look it up. Phoenix, Phoenix, wicks candle company yeah. and uh also the same.com for your website um i mean i did see some of that stuff i've seen a lot of the candles that you made i've seen you got one here um what's that a bat squatch there you go perfect <laughs> bat squatch i don't know how well the, the camera's gonna focus here but the uh, rogue brewing there that's pretty badass right there that's like your normal can of beer it's repurposed into a candle and like something like this how how long would you say that something like this would burn for? Yeah, I had my grandma uh, burn a couple of them just because. And while she was there, she's like, I'm going to keep track of how long they burn for. So she had her little pen and notepad right next to how long she would burn the candle for and wrote down how many hours. And these little guys here, um, I think it's 12, 12 ounces of, of this brand of wax will burn for at least 48 hours. That's it's it's a long crazy. time. Like, I can tell you right now that you can't even get, what, a cheap candle, what, 10, 15 bucks to last I wouldn't know. I don't pay like, attention to the cheap candles anymore. Like, it, like no, seriously, because everybody's gotten them for Christmas and stuff like that, or a yeah, birthday. See, and that's another and they, cool they, thing. You're, you're lucky to get, you know, four or five hours some uh, some of those candles because they, I don't know, they just seem to not burn very yeah, good. If they're cheap or something, yeah. But yeah. these, you know, they make great gifts and they're and they're really unique. And I just, you know, once I started making them into candles and stuff, I was just like, man, you know, this is a little bit cooler than what I maybe gave it uh, attention to, you know. And yeah, now we go to different craft shows and sell them all around and stuff and. It's just something we do in the in the side time, make a little bit of money because that's what it's all about, right? All right, that's something you enjoy doing, and that's yeah. you know stick with it. It's fun. If you, know? you enjoy doing something and you could make money on it, don't do it for free, man. It could be anything. Yep, there you go. But yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Retirement's just, important. <laughs> you were just in Davenport, and you guys uh, did a had to look this oh, up, man. Yeah, we're there all the time. Iron and Grain Coffee House Halloween Artisan Market. It so was, how did yes. that end up going? Did, was there a lot it's of people really that showed up for that, yeah, that no, market? It's it's just population of the Quad Cities, but um so uh Iron and Grain Coffee House, there's there's one in East Moline that's um attached to a venue called the Rust Belt, which is just incredible. And uh you know it's 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 owned, they're all in the same general company um of uh, the streamline architect company that, that we can circle back into abandoned buildings. And, you know, these guys go in and they find these old historical buildings and stuff and they, they renovate them 
And, uh, you know, if you've got a guy that'll spend the money to, to renovate them, or if the city wants to put the money into it, um, you know, they'll find these old buildings and they'll make a concept plan and be like, Hey, this is what this could be. You know, that's, um, I mean, I mean, like they, they do a great job with all their events and everything, especially in, uh, the Rust Belt, but they just had a coffee shop off of, um, uh, Locust and Davenport open up and, uh, you know, it was just a little drive through bank at one time Well, they overhauled the inside of it, gave it a nice paint job, turned it into a coffee shop. And they had that, you know, uh, drive through lane for the, for the tellers with the, with the roof over it, you know, and they were just like, well, you know, what can we do with this? And they got the genius idea to use that mini parking lot for a little craft show. And they're just super resourceful and we really love them because they just, they think of everything and, and they run everything really well and, uh, they're super easy to work with and they got really cool people over there that are thinking of cool stuff all the time. And, uh, you know, maybe you even heard of some people going down to the Rust Belt to watch, uh, Hawthorne Heights or whoever yep. the last band was that rolled through there. Um, and that building was an old automo- automobile manufacturing building from like the 1900s. I think they like shut down in like 1930 or something. They made super old cars and, uh, there's even an old car still in there. That's just like a remnant of the past. And like I say, they went through and they renovated that whole place and, you know, made some outlet shops in it. You got a coffee shop, you got a gym, hair salon, uh, you know, a little taco bar place in there and a big, huge event center for whatever else you think you could pack into it. Yeah. And we're going to be there a couple more times cause they've got some Christmas stuff going up, um, in the, <laughs> in the little common area, um, adjacent to the coffee house where you can enjoy your, your bagels and coffee. Uh, they just put together, uh, um, artisan market for two months. They, uh, had their, had their builders go in and build some little cubicle areas and, uh, not only us, but I think it's five, at least other, um, small business, you know, small maker businesses will be in there, um, to sell their wares as well. And we'll be there until, until Christmas, until new year's. Um, so our candles will be on site in East Moline at the Rust Belt closer. You know, it's, it's the iron and green coffee shop in the Rust Belt for two months. So if you're ever out shopping or anything like that, check it out. Cause there's going to be some cool stuff there check it out on your way to or back from the malls in the quad cities or, or anywhere around there. Um, that's one way to get a hold of them. But if you've got like a certain bottle that you wanted to cut, I could probably find some time to do that too. If it yeah. was super special and meant something to you. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And especially with uh, Christmas right around the corner. I know we're getting off the Halloween subject here. Right around the corner. Right I mean, past cr- Thanksgiving. Cr- let's greatest, be honest. Christmas, the greatest holiday Christmas starts the end of August. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> You know, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm more of a Christmas guy. You know, I like the whole family atmosphere, and you know, it's different when you got kids. You know, you get to them wake up and open Christmas presents and stuff. Do but you spend your holidays in Canada by chance? I haven't. You have. It's a little no. harder, and especially the last year and a half, travel between uh, borders has been a little, <laughs> little more oh, difficult. Gosh. Let's say because. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I could, I got family there, so I can still travel, but it is definitely more of a headache now. And you think restrictions and stuff are bad here, but it's even worse up there. They got barcodes on the vaccine cards that you got to get scanned in before you oh, go gosh. into places. And I mean, that's coming here too, but that's way, way, way that could we could be talking here another hour easy. But I mean, that's, oh yeah, if I can talk for another two hours <laughs> talking like that's what I do best. <laughs> but I kind of want to end it on the candles. You know, like I said, anybody that's watching, uh, 
Check them out on Facebook. Once again, Phoenix Wicks Candle Company. They got a lot of awesome stuff. And like Marshall said, he, you know, if you've got a nice bottle, something cool that you want to do, and it, that works great. And I'll tell you what, one thing for sure, and a lot of people don't think about it, is, you know, dads, fathers, grandfathers, a lot of them are drinking whether it be whiskey, vodka, stuff like that. And, bourbon guys out there. And I know, I know Father's Day is a ways off, man. Even if you're not thinking Father's Day and you're thinking what, because when you're thinking a guy, what the hell do you get a guy for Christmas? I know we know what we like, but whenever yeah. somebody else is trying to get us something, it's like, what the hell? If somebody, you know, I like, I like Canadian club. I like the aged whiskey and stuff like that. You like, like Canadian that. club. You don't I, say. I do. I do. <laughs> uh, but no, some of the aged stuff is really good. Um, you know, Jack here and there. But, you know, oh, yeah. if somebody was to get like this personalized, like something that I like drinking as mm-hmm. a candle, even though even I'm not a huge candle fan, I'm going to, if I got a candle, I'll burn it, yeah. you know, but it's something cool. It's unique. You're not going to go to your local retailer and pick something like this unless it's something that you have located in the store but you're not gonna you're not gonna go to walmart you're not gonna go yeah it's so much you know, more to a chain store so and, much more unique than that I would yeah say. you know you're not gonna find this stuff and if you do find something that's mass produced the quality is not gonna be there as if it's getting done by hand yeah and i can attest from that just from the candles that I, you know i've seen from you myself and like you was saying just even just a small one you know burning upwards of like 50 hours i couldn't imagine what a what a freaking bottle of something that's probably three times the size what would burn at. And now I'm assuming yeah. some of those bigger 80. ones you're probably gonna <laughs> you're probably gonna put like two or three wicks or something in some of those bigger ones. Yeah, we imagine. get some big ones sometimes. Yeah. We get the full liter bottles in there, uh, you know, like Captain Morgan and stuff like that. Um, the super big ones that you'll find like behind the bars and everything too. Which which, you know, a lot of we, we frequent a lot of bars around town and they help us out when we're looking for <laughs> empty bottles and stuff too. Yeah, um, for sure. Man. But yeah, those big ones will burn for like 80 hours at least too. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, man, you, you guys will have to check them out. And I, I mean, this has been a pretty good discussion. I know we didn't read too much into some of the deeper discussions, you know, as far as Facebook and politics, but we'll oh, have man. to, we'll have to do this again and we'll have to maybe, dive into that and get some more topics and actually have discussions maybe once this uh, podcast grows a little bit more and we can kind of kind of bring maybe some actual people chatting and then getting some of their opinions and stuff and have some open discussions maybe get a few more few more heads rolling here and yeah see what kind of discussion we can get going we've you know, always uh, I'm, I'm a super big uh, guy in the community uh, especially you know i mean granted we're in mount morris here but uh you know back in rock falls and sterling i you know, I, I like to, to, um, you know, get a lot of project to, projects together to, you know, bring some stuff from things that I've experienced in like other towns and stuff, try to bring a little bit of that back into our town just for quality of life's sake and stuff. Um, yeah. So like, I'm always working on something and, and there's always projects in the works and stuff, especially with all those old rundown buildings in town. Got something, I don't know got something in the fire already I'm working on. but It does seem like Rock Falls is doing a little bit better than Sterling lately as far as the empty buildings go. I mean, you got the riverfront. It does seem like they're kind of going in the right direction. <sighs> yeah, you know, the riverfront park, that's a, that's a big deal. It's, it is it's starting to look really pretty nice, nice down there. I mean... I mean, it's better than nothing, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's I a mean, lot better got, than a parking lot. You've got line, an amazing view across the river to some, you know, pretty sure artistic broken windows, and we sure will one day. Maybe the yeah. rest of it will burn down someday or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's how you get the ball moving on demolishing <laughs> a lot of stuff. Is you just, you know, 
have a fire in there, then all of a sudden that opens up a lot of fun Seems stuff. Seems like it happens every about, what, about three years or so, something happens oh, in yeah, there some somewhere. Some unfortunate electrical shortage or some yeah. vandals in there. Yeah, it's always a... Always something, I swear. Yeah, but that's where the sign of the times is, you know. Or you know, in yesteryears, you had a steel mill and everything, and now you've got still got distribution centers and other areas where you know that took employees that weren't working at the steel mill. I kind of think it's kind of sad where everything goes. But if you don't stay ahead of the times, you're going to fall behind real fast, and some people aren't ready to accept that, and you kind of get stuck, and then. You're kind of SOL when it comes to anything, whether it be a job, a career. You you got to get ahead of the times. Yeah, I mean, uh, globalization is a is a real thing. Uh, you know, we're starting to see some problems now. Um, I personally don't think the entire world can can supply itself. I think we we should probably should fall back to an earlier time of, you know, like a regional supply. You know, we we seen with the you know the Suez Canal and and all the other stuff that's happening. What there's still. I'd say hundreds of boats and all these ports backed up because they just yeah, can't get stuff in. California's been pretty bad. It does sound like they've been rerouting uh, some of them down to the Florida coast, and it sounds like they've been getting unloaded there, which is not a bad idea. Yeah, um, obviously, you know these, so out of my these cargo <laughs> ships don't want to. That's a huge route for them to go back all the way around the U.S. Yeah. to get over there. But at the same time, too, you know, you take an extra week or two travel to go over there. You know, otherwise, you could be sitting. Possibly months. I mean, they've been sitting so the, weeks. Yeah, some, some of them could be longer. Time. The problem is they just don't have the manpower to unload these containers. Yeah. Because it's start... not just like somebody can like go through a temp agency and go run one of these huge cranes. Yeah, no. That lo- I wouldn't want to do something like that. I know these guys make good money, but that's got to be nerve-wracking. You're, 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 you're taking these cranes. like you're, you're the only one doing it. It's not like you have these spotters all over the place. So it's like yeah. you're, you're playing a claw machine. But the odds aren't on your favor. With 44,000 pounds, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I'm sure they get dropped here and there. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Like, is that something that I'm you, a, like... I'm a big TikTok like, guy. Like, slap seen on your wrists, like, don't do that again. <laughs> like, they can't fire these guys, obviously, for stuff like that or, yeah. you know, equipment malfunctions. But I'm sure the yeah. stuff happens. It's like, well, there there goes my wish order. I knew that was in that container. Ah, uh, you've waited long <laughs> enough for that as it is. You probably bought something to replace it over <laughs> in the meantime, anyways. <laughs> I'll be honest, though. I mean... I've done it just because I'm like, it's like 69 cents for like this laptop. <sighs> I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? Uh, you get it and it's literally just like a magnet. 69 <laughs> cents for a laptop. <laughs> Have a free laptop. It's yeah. a little older and it's going to spy on you all day long. But hey, you know what? At least you can it's watch whatever. TikTok videos on it now. That's all that matters. <laughs> Not that I, I mean, I don't spend hours just thumbing up on freaking videos that are stupid and ridiculous i i do (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't ever put like hours into it or anything but i can say overall all day um yeah i probably put like a half an hour into those stupid videos but i I can honestly say i bet you it's more than that there's probably no way of tracking it unlike facebook where you can actually track how much usage you've had and i'll be honest about a year ago i was averaging probably two and a half three hours a day on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, geez. Now, I think that does also include like time on Messenger and stuff like that. But even yeah. if the app's open, that's counting that time. Now, now, I might, I probably won't even get a half hour on there. Yeah, and a I'm lot guilty of that's just of, making uh, a post. I'm not just sitting there scrolling. But like I said, I have used TikTok a lot more than I have Facebook. And I think that's part of the reason that Facebook is trying to go in and try and take a feed on this. Look, 
you know, you get into... Just check my Facebook real quick. Two notifications. Uh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. It's five more seconds added on the total you know, usage just of the think day. if you were a female, it'd be like a thousand notifications right there. <laughs> but no, for real, like, you know, they're looking at this stuff and they know that if they don't get ahead of this, they're going to be in trouble. But you get to TikTok, people are consuming a lot of media through TikTok. And you look at YouTube, they start doing YouTube shorts. I don't know if you saw that. Essentially the same idea. Yeah. But it seems more complicated the way they're rolling it out now because you've got all these. I mean, I follow some, you know, YouTubers because some of their content is pretty good. I'm, you know, I'm sick of watching like three commercials every 25 seconds of content I get to watch. But the point is like they're rolling this stuff out, but. Now you got, I, I feel like it's going to take away from some of their original content because these creators are starting to want to make these little clips or whatever for their oh YouTube gosh. shorts. And I feel like that's it's going to take where away the money from is. some of their stuff. There, there's probably incentive to make those little shorts. I mean, right. And some of this YouTube stuff shorts, should, is that what they're called? I think that's essentially what it is. Um, and there's like, there's Facebook stories now where you can post little cute little 10, but to be 15 honest, second clips. There's if, Snapchat stories. If, you, if you're using, I mean, how many people use the Facebook stories. If somebody's going to use that, they're probably just going to use Snapchat. Let's be honest. And it's yeah, they probably put a Snapchat story on there. I mean, I, I do see people, you know, use it. I know when you want to make a, a post, like a picture, a video, or whatever, it asks you if you want to add to your story. I don't. Like I think I think most I think the average person doesn't really look at that stuff because it's as your top of your page, but it's not really the yeah, same as a person, like as an average person. Yeah, but I mean, I can see that uh, in another light from like the. Um, uh, the business standpoint, you know, like if you had, um, you know, you're, you're advertising one of your products or something like that on your, your business page, if that pops up and says, do you want to add it to your personal page as well? Sometimes I'll do that. And, uh, I guess I do use a Instagram, a little cross platform esque ways, um, to I mean, like share Instagram from Instagram is, onto Facebook. Yeah, Cause Instagram if you don't, is a good way to, to do, you know, if you're doing a lot of stuff that's visual media, I think Instagram is a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, obviously when you get to like audio, People usually think Pandora, Spotify, mm-hmm. when you think video. The radio sites, yeah. Right. But when you think video, you're th- usually thinking like YouTube. Yeah. So, I mean, they've all Gosh. got their own niche that they do, and that's kind of where they're set at. You know, Facebook, I heard somebody use the term, what is it? It's like the boomer millennial social media site. Hey, wait, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And I heard this term, it, it's, and, it, and you start looking at it, and I think that's why they're trying to change the way that they're rolling things out, because they know a majority of that audience that is under 18 right now is not really using Facebook, and if they have it, they're not using it very often, because they're more, they're going to huh. spend six hours on TikTok a day instead <laughs> of Facebook. So yeah. that is yeah. getting TikTok revenue but not Facebook. Like, is that going to be like us? Like our grandparents are still like, you know, talking about stuff that shows up in the newspaper. Is that going to be us on Facebook in 50 years sitting in like a nursing home watching TikToks and being like, I don't know what these damn Absolutely. kids are doing anymore. It's uh. going to be something complete. I mean, we're getting, I think virtual reality is starting to slowly make its way out. I know it kind of tried to, it kind of botched it. Virtual reality. It's, Every time something is like it's a got virtual a reality to, goggles, like it's always like the coolest thing. For it like has to be something different. Goldfish mentality, like three months. It does need to be more of like that Google Glass that people had a problem with because it had a camera on the on the. Uh, oh, the glasses. It. That's yeah. what it needs to get to. Something where you have like no, a HUD it doesn't that need comes to get to that. Your glass. That is what it's going to come to. In order for virtual reality to work, it needs to. 
you can't put a five pound headset on your freaking head. It needs right. to be something yeah. okay, that is on like your glasses and it's got a HUD. You essentially got Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark glasses on your face. That's essentially what it needs to come to that in order for cool. In order but. for VR to work, it's gonna have to get to that point because it's <laughs> if you want people to use it and consume virtual reality, it needs to be something that is usable on a wider base. Now if we're getting into the whole Tesla and you know, animatronics and cars that drive themselves, that's gonna be more doable as far as virtual reality. Myself personally, I can't even if I'm in the passenger seat with somebody driving, I cannot look at my phone while the car is in motion because I will get sick. <laughs> you get motion sickness? I get motion like sickness. Gosh, I usually have to drive. But it's only if I'm like concentrating if I'm looking out on everything else, I'm fine. It's if I'm looking huh. down, looking at my phone, I don't know if it's just the fact that everything's moving. That's probably why, you know, those stupid VR you ever been posters and stuff like that. Have you ever taken a cruise? Yeah, oh yeah. When I was younger, I used to go on them all the time, but that, I can't remember. That's like a seasick feeling, then, isn't it? Have you ever? Did you? Were you seasick as hell? On I your don't first remember. Few cruises? Man. Dude, I went on like so three or four Physics. cruises before I was like seven or eight. So I mean, my parents travel a lot when I was a kid. So, Man. but anyways, this has been a really good conversation. I think we're sitting going on to like an hour and a half now, a little bit longer than I was expecting uh, to go. But it's I been a good conversation. I'm just waiting to hand out candy later tonight, man. <laughs> That's a it's topic. it's Halloween. See now, what's going to happen is somebody's going to take that little clip and they're going to take it out of context. Oh yes, and then they're going to like clip it with other things that you and said, and it's going to watch be- it on their on their meta goggles, which is just a HUD like Iron Man from the Facebook company. An invasion of your privacy and first-person view. It's, it's, a, it's, it's meta, and there is no uh, regulations for social media because that is nowhere in the Constitution. <laughs> so they can do whatever the hell they want right now. You know what? I guess you're right. Let's just leave everything as is. We'll, we'll see how bad it can get. You know what? We're all just along for the ride at this point. Yeah, grab a hold. Grab on. Hang we're on. Go, we're going down. The world's ending here anyways, you know, with global warming. and. Oh, God. The, the fact that, I don't know, that's that's something else that <laughs> it's open for interpretation. We have to do something, but realistically, what, what, are we just going to have everybody stop driving cars? And what, what's going to happen to all the cars? If they oh just made goodness. enough electric vehicles for everybody, where are those cars going to go? In a I landfill. saw somebody had this genius idea. You know, everybody was worried about the uh, sea level rising. And then they made this this correlation between the ships and the ocean and how much water displacement that is. Uh, so they're... they're uh, their genius level solution to the rising seawaters was to just take these boats out of the water <laughs> so they displace less water and the sea level would go down. At the same time, too, it's not the worst idea I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like troll physics where, like, you have just like a, what is it, like a, a fan on the back of a little go kart and the fan will just like blow the wind ever so slightly to propel you forward. And then you just take the electrical cord of that fan and you plug it back into the extension cord it came from for unlimited electricity and then you have a free power car <laughs> but it, it makes a little sense yeah some people troll physics some, some people's ideas but at the same time too some people's create you know i'm sure people thought that you know edison was a freaking nut job oh christ i mean realistically that's exactly what a, the case was he was a he was a savage businessman uh well, I know Nikolai, all about the storage. Nikolai Tesla, he died broken, penniless because of uh, just how many ways Edison just business-wise turned around and just 
dropped the hammer on him so many times. Smart businessman. Humans being humans. <laughs> That's American corporations for you right there. Oh, just American, yeah. Nothing bad ever happens in uh, Canada, ever. Sunshine and rainbows and you know mooses what? up Occasionally there. there's a moose that attacks somebody, but other than that, you know what? Occasionally a moose attacks somebody. Those things are huge. I've seen some videos. People don't day. realize. They think, oh, it's just like it's just like a deer, right? No. no. Like, you can drive under one. Oh, my gosh. Like, you do not want to hit one with your car. Like we your all car see, will not be have anything left. We all see cows down here. We're like, yeah, you know, cows. They're, Let's not talk know, about they're cows. They're not that big. But then, like, as you get farther out, there's different kinds of cows that are bigger, and mooses are way bigger than cows. Oh yeah, moose. Moose is like, I mean, like your uh, <laughs> what are those horses called? The uh, the big ass ones, the Budweiser. Ones. Oh, I played enough Red Dead Redemption to tell you it's uh, what a Belgian a Belgian draft horse, yeah, something like uh, that, a yeah. Shire horse. Yeah. What, are, what are the huge ones? But it's essentially something like that. I mean, just the mass of it is huge. Like, it'll tower oh, over man. an average car. Yeah. Wait, like I said, it's not something you want. And it's to got enter. horns. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like man. Bambi on steroids or something. Uh, all right. It's, it's like Bowinkle. But, yeah, so it's been a good conversation, and we're going to have to do it again. Uh, hopefully not next Halloween. Do it nah. a little bit. A little I got bit earlier. I got a couple projects I could uh, I could elaborate on a little bit more here, um, you know, for an introductory uh, first time idle chatter debut. I think we've covered a lot here. Yeah, we got it, the setup pretty good, and it was fun. And I'm gonna get more of this stuff figured out. We'll see how it rolls. Uh, see if I can get it rolled out, Spotify, and things like that, and yeah. then we'll kind of go from there. And absolutely, uh, have some fun with this. Yeah, happy so, happy Halloween to everybody. Yep, like, today. like, subscribe, and uh, smash that uh, favorite button. Share yep, and share. definitely follow because that's about the only way you're going to get notified for uh, any upcoming podcast. Because I don't exactly have a schedule yet. I want to do it at least weekly and hopefully have somebody on. I do have quite a few uh, uh, business owners and other entrepreneurs that I want to have on. Kind of go over stuff like that. I think that's a cool little concept. Kind of. Yeah. cover these small communities well, and absolutely. see how people help, have grown from help those small businesses as much as you can man yep. plug everybody you can even if they're like me and they don't have anything interesting to talk about at the time just except the gaming parlors tell them no screw them Ugh, man. <laughs> there's just there's so many of them it's we're we're inundated now <laughs> it's like a plague well we're just gonna have to roll with that free enterprise man everybody's everybody's making money you know what way. they can do it do your hustle how you're going to have to do your hustle. Right. I make candles for, for good Christ sakes. I just make candles. I don't prey on people's retirement money. <laughs> yeah. Until you uh, start charging, it's like, Oh, this is a special edition bottle. It's only three hundred and eighty nine ninety nine. order now. And you get the teacup version. <laughs> uh. But no, we'll have to, you guys will definitely have to check out these candles. Like I said, they're freaking awesome. And there's so many to choose from. And like I said, he is willing to do custom ones for crazy obscure bottles that you could imagine. You might have got some kind of yeah, import the, uh, beer bottle. The from Dom Perignon German. occasional bottles. Uh, what, Blanton's super, super fine uh, bourbons and stuff. We, we've I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, and even if you want that top shelf UV blue, go for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first one. As soon as I turned, uh, as soon as I turned twenty-one, that was my first drink. Oh, yeah, a little MP40. 
<laughs> getting some of that uh, those memories right there. Mine, mine no. definitely have to be no more. Younger. That's, all right, that's, that's enough that's nostalgia true. for the day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Marshall, it's been a good one, and uh, everybody, tune in, like, and follow the podcast for more and upcoming events coming soon. Catch you guys later. Happy Halloween. Bye.